everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday. It's February 25th. It is 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Keith Eiser, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not a whole lot. Good to have some basketball back. Uh, nice little break there for us content creators and NBA DFS grinders. So uh, good to be back in the in the swing of things here. Yep. I'm excited for NBA being back. And I mean, again, really like when it's under 10 games. So definitely like this slate. It's solid. It is Friday and uh, we'll definitely get some news. And I mean, Phoenix on a back-to-back. We have a couple teams, um, Minnesota, Phoenix. I think they're the only two teams on a back-to-back for this slate. So just a couple. Uh, OKC as well. Oh, yeah. Thunder. Yep. Yep. Totally whiffed on that one. But, hey, it happens to the best of us. So let's uh, let's jump right in, get started here. We start with Toronto at Charlotte. This game is currently sitting at a 225.5 total, and Toronto is a a 2.5-point favorite on most books. Some books have two. Some points books have three. As far as the injury report here for Toronto – I mean, Van Vliet is questionable. Everybody else kind of ready to go. And then on the Charlotte side, Gordon Hayward is out. McDaniels and Richards are doubtful. Let's start here with Toronto. What are we looking at here for the Raptors? The Van Vliet news is huge, obviously. Um, we see Siakam get a nice little boost when, when he's out. And Gary Trent, also another guy who has played really well in the absence of Van Vliet. So I have, I have interest in Siakam either way. Um, great matchup with Charlotte here, 9,300 about what you expect to play for him. So when he's in a great matchup, I think you can load up on that. Uh, if, if Van Vliet is in there, I, I would have some interest in him as well, but if he's out, I, I have a ton of interest in, in Gary Trent jr. 6,500. We've seen him crush without Van Vliet. We've seen him be a little bit inconsistent at times, but man, when he's got that shot going, Gary Trent is, is the guy I really want to target without Van Vliet. Yeah, definitely um, agree, you know, when Gary Trent gets hot, too, he's someone that, you know, when he can hit five to eight three-pointers on a night. So if Van Vliet sits, uh, I like the three-point prop is something that I'll definitely be looking at for him as well. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I think you could play Siakam. Charlotte is terrible against bigs. They have been all season. Barnes, I mean, he's 5,800. He did play 30 minutes. Um, and I think almost every game coming down the stretch outside the blowout game against New Orleans. So if you want to take a shot on like Scotty Barnes, it's a great matchup to do it. It's Charlotte. This is a, a spot that you could definitely try to take advantage. Uh, talk to me here about the Charlotte side of this game. Scotty Barnes in the skills competition. That, that was something to behold. Um, he, <laughs> his shooting struggles. So hopefully he can redeem himself from that. I, I agree with you. That's a nice price on Scott either. Um, on the Charlotte side, still missing Gordon Hayward. So we're going to see big minutes out of their main guys. Love LaMelo. Not, the matchup against Toronto is, is nothing to be scared of. Um, 9,600 is a bit pricey, uh, but I, he, we definitely have seen him have a huge ceiling before. I think he's absolutely in play here. 8,200 for Terry Rozier is, is a bit much for my liking. Um, I know he, he had a couple of monster games, but I, I just don't think that I can pay that for Terry Rozier. And Bridges is, is another guy that I struggle to play as well, but this, this might be a decent spot for him. Um, 7,800. 
going to play 40 minutes more, more than likely. So I, I think Bridges in, is in play even at that 7,800 price tag. Um, PJ Washington, another one I don't mind at 5,300. And Kelly Oubre has been just crazy inconsistent here recently. Uh, saw him have some big games about a month back, and then he's just completely fallen off. So I probably need to see it out of Kelly Oubre before I go back to that wall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I think ceiling-wise, it's Rozier and Ball. I, I think you're too like ceiling plays, but I do think Ubre and Bridges, their minutes are really secure in a, in a matchup like this, especially with Hayward out. So don't mind, you know, tournament shots on those guys, but I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. San Antonio at Washington, 225 and a half total in this one. San Antonio, a two-point favorite in this one looking at the injury report here for the Spurs Langford and Primo are questionable don't know if they really matter too much here Um, Bradley Beal is out Thomas Bryant is questionable Porzingis is out so start here with San Antonio I mean we saw Derek White get moved before the trade deadline we saw DeJounte Murray you know, his usage just kind of stayed very high, but we saw the assist rate start to go up a little bit. Podal had a monster game against the Thunder right before the All-Star break. Um, we know that, like, Keldon Johnson, Vassal, these guys are good. What are you looking at here for the Spurs? Pretty much just Murray for me. Um, that price tag is coming up uh, 10-8 for him now on DK. Um I don't know. Without Derek White, though, he just has an enormous ceiling. I think he's still in play. There, there are a couple of studs on this slate that I prefer over him, uh, but he's definitely in play. Somebody I'll, I'll sprinkle into my lineups a little bit. The price tags on Keldon and, and Vassell have come up to the point where it's really difficult. Like They can't just play the minutes and be out there at this point. They, they need to produce while they're, while they're out there. And they've certainly done that at times, but I don't know how much of them I'll get to. Washington is a little bit of a slower team. The Spurs should help them with that a little bit in this game. Um, but just just not a matchup that I love. I know, I know they haven't been great on defense, but um, probably just Murray for me on the Spurs. It's kind of where I'm at. I think it's just Murray for me as well. Um, I think that's what I lean to the most in this spot. I don't hate, like I said, I don't hate me Jacopoto. It's just his price. If you're, I don't have FanDuel or Yahoo up in front of me. So, I mean, if you want to take, if he's cheaper on those sites and you want to take shots on him, DK really kind of adjusted um, for him having a big game the other night. But, you know, he got a $300 price increase. It's a huge adjustment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Washington side here. I mean, we know Kuzma is going to be someone that is going to have big usage here. Outside of him, it's so tough to kind of figure this team out. If Thomas Bryant sits, um, it, it could potentially open up more minutes for Hatchamar or somebody like that. Washington, though, outside of Kuzma is just kind of a tough team to figure out. Yeah, their, their rotation has been a little bit all over the place. And kind of like we just talked about with the Spurs, the prices are starting to adjust like we were playing a ton of these guys in the week leading up to the break because of the trade deadline. But now you have Abdia all the way up at 5,100 Caldwell Pope at 4,900. The, ba- the backcourt is interesting 
um, with Raul Raul Neto and Ish Smith. I think Ish Smith is kind of taking over that, and he's cheaper than Neto. So 4,200 for Ish Smith, I might be able to stomach. Um, But the other guys, they're just kind of in that no man's land price range where they're no longer near minimum price. And we know they're going to play the minutes, but just the price has come up a little bit too much. And I'm not sure that their production can match that price tag. It's kind of where I'm at too. Uh, You know, I think Washington's one of those tough teams where if you do feel like you're kind of onto something with like an Ish Smith, you just roll the dice. He's 4,200 and you hope it kind of works out. You mentioned Rui. If, if Bryant is out, I really like Rui at 4K, and I think Gafford at 3,400 becomes playable as well. So definitely keep an eye on that Thomas Bryant news. OKC at Indiana, taking on the Pacers. No – oh, it's out now. It wasn't out a few minutes ago. 216.5 total in this one, and the Pacers are a 7-point favorite. Thunder, second end of a back-to-back. We'll kind of see what happens with them. And then as far as the Pacers are concerned, Duarte is questionable. McConnell and Rubio, Turner and Warren are all out, um, but we are expected to see Isaiah Jackson and Brogdon and um, – stays in this one so start with the thunder do we think they sit anybody here on the second end of a back-to-back i think is the biggest question that's a great question something that crossed my mind as well and when looking at the slate sga just coming back from a a lengthy absence due to injury um he played 35 minutes i believe in their their game uh first game out of the break i'd be really concerned about sga and whether he's going to play in this one if he doesn't, that opens some things up. If, if SGA is in there, it's pretty much him and nobody else for me on the Thunder. Um, if he's out, Giddy is playable at 8,300. We saw him throw up a couple of triple doubles without SGA and without Dort. So assuming Dort is still out, I think S- uh, the Giddy would be very playable at, at 8,300. Um, but if, if SGA is in there, I'm, I'm not going to have any interest in any of these guys. It's kind of how I feel. I think Trey Mann, I talked about him yesterday. I think he had a decent game. He didn't like light the world on fire, but he almost went 7x. So he had a really, really solid game. He's just someone that I still don't mind playing, even if SGA is in there. Um, so, but outside of him, he's kind of it if SGA plays. If SGA sits, I really like Giddy. I know he's expensive, but he will see plenty of opportunity here if SGA sits. Uh, we saw him consistently putting up 40 plus fantasy points with SGA out Uh, on the Pacers side of things. I mean, you have Halliburton. We're going to have Brogdon back in this game. You got buddy healed. We're expected to see Jackson. Um, I think personally, I'm more likely to take shots on like an Isaiah Jackson or bit stays or a Taylor Terry Taylor than I am to play Halliburton or Brogdon in this game, just to kind of, take the wait and see approach and see just how they look together. Yeah. That Brogdon Halliburton situation is, is tough. Um, I imagine Brogdon will be on some thing of a minutes restriction. He's missed a ton of time and I can't see them like they're, they're not in playoff contention. They have no reason to push the guy. Um, so I can't play Brogdon, even though he's, he's just 7,100, but need to see what the minutes are going to look like first. Um, and Halliburton, I think the usage is cut down by Brogdon being back in there. So th- paying 8800 for Halliburton is, is really difficult as well. I don't mind Buddy Heald at 6300 We saw him shoot a ton without Brogdon. I, th- I think that Brogdon kind of helps 
get him some more open looks and I could see Buddy still still shooting a good amount. So I've got a little bit of interest in Buddy Yield. All right. Fair enough. Houston at Orlando. 230 and a half is what this game opened at. It's down to 228 and a half most places. The Magic, a three and a half to four point favorite most books here. Uh, looking at the injury reports, I'd say Houston's good to go. And then the Magic, Fultz, Isaac, um, Moritz Wagner still out. But both of these teams are getting healthy. Uh, what do you like here for Houston? Just a, a battle of two bad teams, but I think it's going to create kind of a good game environment for DFS. Um, just it might might end up being a sloppy game. You see a, a bunch of turnovers, but that, that could lead to the pace taking up and just some good fantasy points here. So um, I, I like Christian Wood at, at 7,900. Um, the Magic have a couple of good bigs, tougher matchup for him, but I think he has the ceiling to pay off that price tag. I don't mind uh, Kevin Porter Jr. either. If I think this is going to be a, a fast back and forth sloppy-ish game, like that's the thing with two bad teams is it should be fairly close throughout, which is something that's rare with Houston. Um, we've seen Houston play extremely fast all season long and, and their defense is, is horrible. So I'm basically going to be looking to bring one of these Houston guys back on the other side of some Orlando exposure. Yeah. This game has a really high total and it, it kind of is just like, it's messing with me a little bit. To, I, I mean, I think I like Schroeder in this game on the Houston side. I don't mind Kevin Porter jr. Cause I know he has that ceiling, but I think the other guy that we'd like at least have to mention is like Eric Gordon. We don't love to play Eric Gordon. But he's 4K, and he's going to play big minutes, so we have to at least mention it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, 4K uh, is, is definitely... I mean, uh, if I the mean, game stays you close, you you're getting a 4K guy playing 30, 35 minutes in a yep. 228.5 total game. That should be competitive because neither team should blow either team out. <laughs> like, yeah, right. So... Um, the Orlando side, I mean, they're, they're getting, they're getting healthy. Um, they're only missing a couple guys now. I struggle with the Orlando side of this game because I know like Wendell Carter Jr. And I know Cole Anthony and I know Suggs like have the upside, but I think like I'm more like amped to play like a Mo Bamba, I think at 4,500, they're going to kind of need his size in this game. I think Mo Bamba is super interesting. I like Bamba a lot. I mean, I know the project production has fallen off a little bit, but 4,500 just feels too cheap for this matchup. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have exposure to everyone here. I don't really know how to attack the Suggs and Anthony situation, so I'll probably just mix both of them in. Um, Wendell Carter, I think, has, has a, a big game in the spot as well. 7,400 doesn't feel like a very comfortable price tag, but this is the best matchup we can ask for um, when playing DFS. So I think Carter Jr. is, is super interesting in the spot, even at 7,400. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I struggle with the Orlando, and it might just because I'm a Magic fan. I watch too much Magic <laughs> games, and it's just, they're so, they're so disappointing, and like, Anybody can do anything on any given night. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, 
take take the real basketball aspect out of it and just just think fantasy points. It's just going to be a, an up-paced matchup for them. Um, I don't know, Ug- ugly game, sloppy game. I think it plays really fast. I think I think this is a good spot to look at. Game environment looks good. You know, yep. like on paper, the game environment definitely looks good. So. Miami at New York, 211 total in this game. The Heat, a five-point favorite, which I think is a little low, but I mean, Victor Oladipo, Marquise Morris out for Miami. Barrett, questionable. Noel, questionable. Rose, doubtful. Kemba Walker out. Uh, do we think Kemba Walker probably doesn't play another game with the Knicks, right? Um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. They already said that he's out for the season, so. Um, Miami first, like, I don't mind Butler or Bam, but that's really it for me. I, I think Tyler Hero and large field tournaments, if you're chasing like a very top head heavy payout, but that's really it. Yeah, I agree with you. This is the opposite of the last game. Just one of the worst game environments of the, of the slate. So I, I don't see myself targeting, um, many of these Miami guys prices feel a little bit inflated because Hero missed some time. Uh, you had Lowry out there for a little while. So, yeah, probably just Butler and Bam and very little of them. And then on the Knicks side, I mean, are we just going to get high usage Julius Randle for the rest of the season? I mean, he's like, all right, well, I'm staying in New York. I, I might as well, you know, <laughs> play for this money they paid me. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? I think it's dependent upon RJ Barrett. If Barrett is out, I agree. Randall is absolutely in play. It's a, a really tough matchup against Miami. Um, I think he's going to come with low ownership, but I mean, man, we've, j- we just saw this guy crush for almost two weeks straight with Barrett out before the all-star break. So I, yeah, if, if Barrett's out again, I'm playing Randall even with the matchup. Outside of him though, like, I mean, if Barrett, and Rose sit, I could definitely like Fournier's price has just got to the point where it's a little high. I mean, maybe we're taking a shot on like Grimes if those guys sit at 4,100, but that's kind of it for me. Um, the point those, guard situation yeah. is interesting without Kemba. Um, we've seen Burks run it, we've seen quickly run it. I mean, Grimes is, is there, but I think one of those cheap guards is going to be in play for sure. Um, if Rose is out a little bit dependent upon the starting lineup. I assume Grimes will be in there, and then would they start Burks at the point? I don't know. I guess. I guess it'd be Burks. I I mean, the the Knicks starting lineup, I think, is going to be something like there. if Rose is out, there's going to be some more um, usage to go around for those cheap guards, I think. I agree. I agree. Philly at Minnesota. There was no this. This lines out now too. Two twenty seven. It opened at two twenty eight. It's down to twenty seven. Most books it means it probably didn't open at two. Anyway, uh, Philadelphia a three point favorite here. Minnesota second end of a back to back, so we don't have an injury report for them. And Philly's good to go. I mean, they're they're healthy. Uh, we're expected to see James Harden make his debut here. So I think we just. Kind of talk on that first because Joel Embiid is 11-6 and he's just been absolutely crushing. But now he has to share like some usage <laughs> with a guy like James Harden. 
I think this is an interesting spot to take some shots for sure because of what we're looking at game environment wise. But also like Embiid's eleven six. You know, I gotta keep that in the back of my head. Yeah, I don't really know what to do with this situation. I think it's gonna be highly dependent upon where our ownership projections shake out for these guys. If um we start seeing Embiid projected at like 10% or less ownership. I think you definitely need to take some shots on that. Same with Harden. I mean, we, we have no idea what these two are going to look like playing together, um, but we know the ceiling that each of them possesses. So if we're getting them at low ownership, I think it's a, it's a great time to try and get ahead of the field and, and get there before they show us what they can do. Um, Minnesota. We saw a big game from D'Angelo Russell last night. What are your thoughts here in Minnesota? Minnesota, I mean, Towns I'm out on. I think Embiid is just a, a tough matchup for him. Um, I, I don't mind Russell, and you can talk me into some Edwards perhaps as well. I want to play some of this because I, I just mentioned I want some exposure to Embiid in particular and, and Harden a little as well. So I'll probably try be trying to find the Minnesota piece that has the big game, and it'll be Edwards and Russell for me that I'm looking to. Um, Beverly is still cheap, but I, I don't know if I trust him on back-to-back at, at his age. He might not even play. Right. So, you know, you might get that news too. Dallas at Utah, 216.5 total in this game. The Utah Jazz six-point favorite. Injury report, I mean, Rudy Gay is doubtful, but we're, we're getting a very close to healthy Utah team finally. That defense should be a lot better as well. Bullock, Trey Burke, questionable. Chris, doubtful. Hardaway out for Dallas. So starting here with Dallas, this defense for Utah is something that we kind of picked on over the last couple weeks, right before the All-Star break. They were bottom three. Um, now we're getting... Gobert, we're getting Mitchell, you know, we're getting Bogdanovich. Like all these guys are there again, and this defense is going to be good again. Do you like anything here for Dallas outside of maybe Luca? I have interest in Luca in any matchup. So again, I, I can't put my finger on where the ownership shakes out here, but if as long as Luca isn't the chalk spend up, I'm I'm going to play quite a bit in, in tournaments. Um if this game was in Dallas, I, th- I think maybe they would be a little bit more popular, but going into Utah is a very difficult environment. Uh, and Rudy is back, like you mentioned. So with Gobert in there, this is, this is one of the tougher matchups in basketball. Um, I'll play some Luca, and outside of that, I have, I have no interest in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I want to see Luca's ownership before I make like a decision on him. If he's going to be popular, I probably fade. If he's going to be alone, I don't mind it. Um, if it was a better matchup, I mean, I think you could have taken shots on Dinwiddie, but I don't love the matchup. So, and then on the Utah side of things, I kind of like the price tag for both Mitchell and Gobert. They're under nine K. We know that they have some upside. We know that like Donovan Mitchell, someone that can put up fifty plus fantasy points in any matchup. Dallas doesn't really have anybody to match up with Rudy Gobert. So I don't mind taking shots on either one of these guys. 
Yeah, I, I like that call. I, I like Mitch, Mitchell in, in particular. Um, like you mentioned, his ceiling. Uh, Dallas has been a good defense. They play slow. So this is not an ideal matchup, but uh, Mitchell can do it in any matchup. So I, I definitely want some exposure to him. Gobert, we haven't seen him play big minutes. Um, I believe he got ejected in, in his last game. So he was on, on pace to pay, play over 30 in that last one. We just haven't seen it yet. Uh, he wasn't having a phenomenal game by any means, but I think he's fully healthy here. I think we see the minutes tip back up over 30. I think he's playable as well. And, and I'm with you on the rest of the guys. I'm, I just never like rostering the rest of, of the jazz. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I am. I don't love playing the jazz outside of Mitchell. It sometimes go bare. If those guys are out, I think it obviously opens up some stuff. But like, we're gonna see Hassan Whiteside back down in like that twenty-minute range where he was kind of crushing, but now he's kind of back on the back burner. So there's that. New Orleans at Phoenix, two twenty-five and a half total here, and the the Suns are a seven-point favorite back-to-back for the Suns. Nance and Zion out for new orleans we know that chris paul is going to be out they said six to eight weeks for him so we already kind of know he's going to be out but uh let's start here with the pelicans what do you like here for new orleans uh cj mccollum has been absolutely crushing since his arrival in new orleans we think of phoenix as a, a very difficult matchup and i'm like their defense is still fine i'm sure but chris paul is is a difference maker um on point guards so I, I think this is a much easier for a matchup for McCollum than than it would appear if you're just looking at like season long stats. Um, so love McCollum at 8600. I think he can smash that still. I don't have a ton of interest outside of the rest. We've seen Ingram struggle quite a bit. Um, I think I just need to see it with him and McCollum together before I have any interest in Ingram. I don't mind Jovell at, at 7800, but I I mean not a guy I'll be seeking out. So. McCollum is my primary target here for New Orleans. I'm in the same boat. That's kind of where I'm at um, when it comes to New Orleans. I I think it's McCollum. I don't love Valanciunas and Ingram. I mean, I don't hate the idea of taking like shots on them in large field tournaments because they do have that ceiling. It just seems like the ceiling might be a little bit lower with CJ McCollum in town. So I really want them to get Zion back. I really want to see like New Orleans healthy, even like Nance back. Like, I think this team could be a team that we're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see how that Zion situation shakes out and, and what ends up happening. Hopefully he makes it back because I agree that it'll be fun to see that team together. Yeah. I mean, getting compared to Greg Oden isn't something you want to do. Just saying not. (laughs) And I mean, they're not even like tech. They're not technically out of it yet. Like they need to get on a win streak, but they're not technically out of it yet. So tough one here for them. I mean, the Phoenix side, we talked a lot about it yesterday. The expert survey was very high on Devin Booker. We were talking about Devin Booker. He got a little bit of a price increase, but not enough. Um, I mean, I think you, definitely in like single entries or like cash game type builds you start with Devin Booker again today it's just it's the usage is just going to be crazy every time with Paul out yep completely agree with you um like point per dollar wise he's among the top plays on the slate we saw that 
he started at the point guard, saw the assist rate go through the roof in that game against OKC, 12 assists he finished with. So there's there's definitely some extra points that need to be added on to his projections. Um, he's just not expensive enough for that role without Chris Paul. The rest of the Suns, Michael Bridges is 6,100. Price is beginning to climb a little bit, but he's a guy that I think can benefit a little bit from Chris Paul being out. I don't mind taking some shots on him. This is a good matchup against New Orleans. Aiton just hasn't looked right to me. Um, struggled again in their game against OKC. So that the $6,800 price tag seems like a fair price for Aiton, but I think I just need to see some more production, some better health out of him before, before I at- attack him. Um, Aaron Holiday got a, a massive price boost, so definitely out on that. Um, I don't know, probably probably not any interest. Other than, most of my interest is going to come in Booker. I do have some interest in Bridges. We finish it out with the Battle of LA. It's the Lakers and the Clippers. It's a home game for the Lakers, even though we all know two twenty three total in this game. The Lakers are a one and a half point favorite. On the Clippers side, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell out. Lakers side, Bradley, Anthony Davis. LeBron's questionable and none is still out. So, I mean, looking at the Clippers side first in this game, I think we are going to have to see Reggie Jackson continue to handle the ball a lot. His price is kind of right where it should be. I don't mind him. I don't hate man or Morris. And then after that, I I feel like it's just a bunch of tournament shots. Yeah. This is another situation where the prices are starting to catch up to these guys like Reggie Jackson at 7,600 doesn't, doesn't feel, (laughs) I mean, he's priced correctly for where, what his role has been. Um, I I don't know how much of him I'll get. I do have some interest in this Clippers team. It's just hard to figure out like their rotation. I, Terrence Mann at 5,400 might be an area I attack. I'm with you. Like I just have, I have mild interest right now, but I I want to find a spot to attack this Clippers team because I like the matchup against the Lakers. Um, I I agree. It's Morrison Mann for me. I think just, I know Reggie's been really good, but 7,600 just feels, feels pricey for him. It seems like a lot, right? 7,600. It's just, I mean, we we look at – I'm pulling it up really quick. We look at his last, like, few games here, 30, 35, 25, 27, 35 usage in those games. I, I mean, the usage is definitely going to – I think the, the usage is definitely going to be there for him. It's just – it's sticker shock it's- for sure. Yeah, and, and he struggles with efficiency sometimes as well. So I definitely don't doubt that the usage will be there. The minutes will be there as well. We saw him play nearly 40 minutes in three straight before the break outside of that Houston game where they got uh, where they blew them out and he didn't play the fourth quarter. So he's going to be in the upper 30s in minutes. He's going to have a huge usage rate. Um, yeah, so he's, he's probably fairly priced and maybe even, I don't know, I'm going back and forth on this one. Uh, he's in play for sure. Lakers side, I mean, the Lakers definitely dictate the, the, the slate here with LeBron, with Anthony Davis already ruled out for this game. If LeBron sits, I mean, 
we're playing Westbrook at 8,500. We're looking at Malik Monk at 5,600. We're probably looking at Cole Anthony and Horton Tucker. So LeBron sits. It obviously opens up a lot. If LeBron plays, I like LeBron. I think if he plays, they're going to play him his normal minutes. Yep, I, I agree with that entirely. LeBron is in play for me for sure if he's in there. If he's out, um, Malik Monk would be my first look. Westbrook at, at 8,500, you'd have to have interest in as well. This game starts an hour after any other game on the slate, so it, it could be a tricky situation here. Um, just talked about the Clippers and how I wanted to get exposure to them, but definitely might have to load in a couple of spots in your rosters if we don't have news on on LeBron because it, I think there, there's some fantasy goodness that comes from this game either way, whether LeBron plays or whether he doesn't. Yep, I agree. Morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's your cheapie that you like today? Uh, mentioned keeping an eye on that Thomas Bryant injury. Rui Hachimura at 4,000 would be deep. Um, an excellent play. I still like taking shots on Rui, even if Bryant is in there. He, we've seen him um, go off in like 25 minutes before. I feel good about him being in that minutes range, even if Bryant is in there. So give me Rui. I'm going to go Mo Bamba. Uh, I think that his minutes coming off of the break could get back up to what we saw earlier in the season. And the matchup's fantastic against Houston, one of the worst teams in the league against big men. So I'm going to go Mo Bamba. I like it. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Um, give me Carl Anthony Towns, 10-2 versus Embiid. Philly just plays good defense. Embiid's a really tough matchup. I, I like Towns to bust. I like Luca to bust. I hate the idea of saying, hey, Luca's going to bust because he is a guy that can put up like 80 in any matchup against any team, but I'm going to say Luca today in this tough matchup against Utah, and it's more of like I'm probably not going to play him. So favorite 6X play today? Um, let's see here. I think Devin Booker um, – is just a, a smash. I think he should be over 10K without Chris Paul. Uh, I'm going to go Booker on this one. I like it. I do. I like it. I'm going to – I mean, Booker was the, the, the guy trying to like – I didn't want to say DeJounte Murray because it is kind of a stretch for him to get that. I do really like him, though. I think <laughs> I think I have to I think I have to go Reggie Jackson. It's so, it's so, the sticker shock is there but the usage is there too. I really like Reggie Jackson and it's so weird to like him at this price point but I I mean he's just going to play in a close game 40 minutes and get 30 plus percent usage. Yeah, I, I was lukewarm on him coming into this, and I, I think you've talked me on to having a lot more exposure to Reggie for sure, even even at that price. It's it's a great matchup against the Lakers too. Yeah, I'm sorry if he busts, but it's just <laughs> like it's one of those things where I just no, really I, the, the recent usage, the minutes that it, it all looks great, it, it lines up. He, I agree with you. I don't love it. The sticker shot. <laughs> Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got to get weird with today? Um, 
let's see. Give me Julius Randle. 9,700 in a really tough matchup against Miami. Uh, we've talked about several studs. Booker's right in that same range. I don't think he's going to catch a ton of ownership in this matchup. Um, but we've seen him just absolutely smash without our RJ Barrett. So I, I think Randall can have a big game. I think I'm going to go Trey Mann. I think I he's like who it. I yeah. said yesterday too. And he had a solid game. So I'm going to go back to the well one more time. Any bets standing out to you here? I know we got, you know, some lines out, anything jumping off the page to you here. Um, if Barrett's out again, I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking to take um, Julius Randall over his points prop early in the day before Barrett gets ruled out. I think that if uh, Barrett does end up sitting, then he's going to smash that easily. Um, and I like the total in the, the Houston Orlando game. I know you mentioned it came down a couple of points. So I, I would hop on that at, at 228. I, I just think that that game is going to be sloppy and back and forth and close throughout. I think they push the pace in that game. I like over 228 in that game. You're worried about offensive, offensive efficiency. Obviously that's how it could bust. Um, but I do think it's, uh, a good game to to look for some points in. I like minus four and a half for Miami. That's almost even money at BetMGM. I, I I like that a lot. I think Miami beats the Knicks, and I think they beat them by more than four and a half. So, and I also like Philly minus two. Like, there's only a couple places that still have that. By the time you listen to the podcast, it's probably at two and a half to three and a half most places. But right now, there's a couple of places. Caesar still has it at minus two. So. I do like Philly minus two. Minnesota's second end of a back-to-back. I think Harden and Embiid are going to gel fine. So I I like that line as well. I think that's kind of an overreaction in my opinion, but we'll see how it kind of plays out. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Good slate. Um, Definitely that LeBron news is is interesting. As we broke that down at the end there, that's going to be a dynamic to this slate that is going to – you could find some edge in, in large field tournaments if that, that news doesn't come before that uh, the, the later set of the games. If, if we don't get that news before all of the other games locked, it could be a, a very interesting spot to target. All right. That is going to wrap it up here for this week. We'll be back Monday talking more hoops. If you're playing NASCAR, we got Xfinity and Cup racing this weekend. Make sure you're checking out the NASCAR premium package here at Rotor Grinders. I know the guy. He does a good job most of the time. So I, I he works very he works very hard <laughs> to do a good job anyway. So that'll wrap it up. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Back on Monday. Good luck. We'll see you then.